cue the music. Hi, welcome to Pineapple Podcast. I'm Dave. This is Matt. We've got Josh and Tyler in the back. And we have a very special guest today, Dave King, also known as Long Walk Short Dog. How do you do? Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for coming. You yeah, bet. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you want to do it reverse style? Let's do it reverse style. Do I'll it. ask you a question first. Oh, I like it. Ooh, I like that. I don't Ooh, know if I like this. We're starting. Uno I reverse. love it. <laughs> I definitely don't like this. But All right, let's do it. <laughs> What's with the pineapples? <laughs> there are pineapples everywhere. There are pineapples in your washroom. There are pineapples in this room. There are we, pineapples on your mask. So, actually, the the <laughs> there's pineapples right here. They're the everywhere. first show that I ever went to that I saw you play. Oh, actually. don't turn it around and no, be like no, that. It's, no, I, it's not. But it <laughs> look just, what Dave has done. It just it just happens to be at that festival. So at uh, 2010 Shambhala, we went up there. Uh, it was just my wife, me, and uh, one other one of our friends, and uh, we took up a shitty tent trailer that we bought for a hundred dollars. Always, always a good start. And well, <laughs> it was better than sleeping in a tent. Ah, touche. So, so we went and we were parked way in the back in sunshine, and uh, on I think the first day, a pineapple just <laughs> randomly appeared on our camp table and and we were just, we just kept walking around going like whose is that why is that here and then that became a talking point for you know when the conversation time. goes then, dead it's like what, what about this pineapple is i, I don't know it's like well, the pineapple's there it's and a then, pineapple bandits so they this is <laughs> this is our first time at the at the festival and then we're looking around we're like oh all these people they're really dressing up as like, like cost oh it's friday night like people are going nuts and i went well i'm just gonna take the pineapple out <laughs> so so we I went and bought a bunch of the color-changing battery glow sticks sure. and and all that. And then the pineapple was, we just kind of, like, carried it around. That's not true. I do take things. That was the one time. <laughs> so, so we did that. But it was, it was so funny because we went to, <laughs> we were walking around, like, the, the village where all the shops are. Sure. And some people tagged on to us and started doing a conga and they started chanting pineapple. And so we walked around with the pineapple thing. We're like, this is a thing. And then, this is the thing. And then, and then, and then we were at the village stage. Do you know, um, when people used to dance on speakers Sure. and, uh, there was those, there That's was so those weird. little towers kind of up on the sides that aren't there anymore. Right. Anyways. Right. So we, we did stage, right on there that was like we posted up shop there sure and i actually dropped it the one time oh it's a very it, sharp fruit and, to drop and it fell <laughs> and everybody on the ground started freaking out whose pineapple is this they went nuts and i'm like my pineapple and they're like don't worry and they brought it all the way up and then we had that and then we were sitting there and it had cracked so there was pineapple juice getting everywhere and so then there was people walking by they're like what's that smell and, and everybody's like wow <laughs> it was it was I was like this is too much to handle and so uh justin who was here earlier right he uh w he was actually we met him that year he was camped beside us 
Um, <laughs> they were, we were walking past to go to the washroom, and they were e- sitting around eating a bunch of corn. And I went, <laughs> ha, I bet you those guys are from Chilliwack. And he goes, how does he know? <laughs> so that then we became friends, and he hung out at my campsite the whole time. And then uh, since that festival, ever since then, me and him have been buying pineapples for each other for birthdays. Christmas, I everything, and I love it. This beauty here, that one is this quite was, ornate. So after about <laughs> six years of pineapple purchases, uh, <laughs> he he went out and he went to the guy out in um, Agassiz, yeah, and he commissioned him to do a chainsaw carving wow. of a pineapple by chainsaw and. I at that point I told him we're not doing this anymore. Like, <laughs> like can't I'm that. not I'm not spending this much money. Like I can't top that. We're done. It has escalated to the top. But anyways, so just because of that whole thing, then when I was starting a company, pineapple sound just because it was I, I really part of to, everything. I have to admit that is a much better story than I was yeah. expecting. Oh, uh, <laughs> we need to find a, a guy. Story, we need to actually. find the guy that's the opposite of your story. That's at the festival with like the avocado, and he's like, I have something special here. People are gonna follow the avocado, but you ruled <laughs> oh. with your pineapple. Oh, I got it. Uh, he's funny. all sad on the other speaker by himself. Uh, a funny one. So you have flipped this on me. Now I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, we're interviewing so, you now. So we. Uh, so. Uh, 2019, I was at the, the um, what do you call it? The daytime jungle rinse out. The village. Where, at Champs? Yeah, when it starts out. Oh, the, like Ranga Jungle, Ranga jungle yeah. rinse out? So I was there and I was wearing, I had like a pineapple button-up shirt, pineapple shorts, <laughs> a pineapple bucket hat on, and a, and a, a sippy cup as well. So you had everything minus the lights. I had everything. Right? <laughs> well, not the real pineapple anymore because I don't fuck with that. And uh, you're above, <laughs> you're, you're above that. Now, what right? did happen to the original pineapple? Uh, oh, I haven't, uh, we ate it eventually. Okay. That's I what I was hoping. For. I hope that's what it. I was hoping to hear. So, but I was in that, and I got mobbed by this group of people, all wearing pineapple stuff, and they're like, "Wow, they're like, we're the pineapple crew." And I'm like, "You should join our movement." <laughs> <laughs> he now so heard, yeah. Have you so heard about the pineapple terrians? Spike now has a facility and over thousand followers. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the long-winded story. That's a great story. I've, I haven't actually told the full thing in a long time. That's it's good to look back, you know. Now, do you know who actually left it, or is that no, part no of idea. the great mystery? That's part of the great mystery. We that's have who you no need idea. on this show. You need to find out who that is. Well, you need you need that person on we this should, show. We should put out put a call out. Did you leave a pineapple it. ten years ago <laughs> on a picnic bench? He actually like, did one up better. He <laughs> ten years ago he planted a pineapple tree just to really solidify his, <laughs> his place there. Yeah, I just put it down for a minute and yeah. went to go get a knife. And these guys odd. took it and partied with it. I was really hungry. I didn't even get to eat it, my pineapple. So going back to that. I think we Actually, got 10 minutes out of pineapples. We did. <laughs> Thank, thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> I just, I was Which curious. one? <laughs> yeah. I won't, uh, I won't say. <laughs> you'll have to guess. Going back to that. Yes. Uh, so that was my first time seeing you perform. Oh, well, thank you very much for and checking out the show, man. I appreciate that. blew my mind. Honestly. What, was that 2010, you said? 2010. That was a good one. That was early on. In, how uh, how early? many had you done by that point? I think I'm at 11 now, which makes that about the third or fourth? Or second or third? 
It was a, it was a nighttime Thursday amp. So it was pretty, yeah. It's the first time I played. Well, it's always been nighttime Thursday. Not amp. not true, not true. But the very first time I played Shams, I played it like six in the afternoon on Friday, when it was still light out. Yeah, and then uh, Josh uh, Zwadnik uh, gave me the Thursday slot the uh, the following year, and I was like, oh man, this is gonna be a, this is a big opportunity. You got to do something stupid. Uh, how about you dress up like a wizard and break your first shitty MIDI keyboard that is super super broken? And now Just I gotta like, like now I gotta do it every on the stage kind <laughs> yeah. of. Thing. The first one was an initial investment, and uh, people think I break the ones I use. I just go on Craigslist and find like broken a MIDI controller for twenty bucks. And uh, you you tell me a better way to spend twenty bucks. Uh, yeah, break crowd, a keyboard in front of that wild. many people. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it, it feels good. That would be amazing. It feels good. And meeting the guy on Craigslist <laughs> who had that broken MIDI controller who wants to sell it for money. Like, that's got to be a fun ten minute interaction. <laughs> well, you show up and they're like, "Do you want to plug it in and test it?" Like, nope, nope, sure it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be breaking don't, it. Don't worry it, about it. It will serve its purpose. Got a bit of a buzz. <laughs> no, that's all right. There, there was one guy. I couldn't find a, one in the in the zone that I wanted. That was. It was very enthusiastic about telling me what a good piece of gear it was, even though he only wanted like twenty or thirty bucks for it. And I actually sat and I, I recorded this guy talking because I liked his story so much. But we talked for like a half hour on this this pickup, and he kept going on all these tangents, and I, I felt a little bit bad about breaking that one because he was. He really liked He's like, it. This is a wonderful piece. Let me show you all of the nice things that it does. And I'm like, oh. handed down from <laughs> my grandfather. It has a preordained future. That you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so I really you... like that picture of you uh, dressed up as Cloud with the keyboard buster. <laughs> yes, sword. the keyboard buster sword. That took a little more ingenuity. Um, <clears throat> that did show up on Reddit, uh, Reddit with the. Uh, uh, the tag Virgin Level 99, which I think is quite funny. <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's quite funny. Just, that's, a, that's a good cut. Were you? Yeah, I, I, will, I will own An that unrelated one. Were you on the front page of it? <laughs> no, no. Just Man, some, you make there. I'm saying in the presence of a god if you made it there. <laughs> Somebody showed it to me. I mean, out of context, well it, I mean, it, it's a bit cheeseball, but uh, oh, it's yeah. fun. At, at the time, uh, I just wanted to dress up like Cloud. and We actually put a lot of work into making the uh the handle part kind of drilled into the very end where the the pitch and mod would normally be we had to remove that yeah but because it's you know a piece of wood or a chunky piece of something inside i wanted to make sure that that part of it didn't go flying anywhere um and potentially hurt somebody so we're like okay make this part really solid and just make the end part take out all the screws so it just comes apart in one whack that's and, awesome uh, easy do and that's what ended up happening so <laughs> that's Mission, awesome. i still have the shell for that one actually like the the husk if you will that's of the hilarious. buster sword and then every year i grab a piece or two of the new one that i break and put it inside in this like weird little collage oh, of all the, yeah yeah <laughs> the <laughs> broken <laughs> broken keyboard yeah. collage yeah yeah there's a couple pieces from all in there and i um I've been asked to sign so many uh, keys from them over the years that I just started doing it in advance. So <laughs> I, just, I just have the silver Sharpie for the black keys and then just a regular Sharpie for the white ones. And then it's just like, hey, if you got one, it's been, it's been pre-sorted. Whether you wanted that on there or not, it's, it's on there. There you go. <laughs> That's wicked. And the shoulder pads are wicked. Uh, yeah, the the little studs on the cloud costume shoulder pad, those are, uh, those are creamers. Those are creamers. No way. <laughs> <Some> good ingenuity. <laughs> shouts, shouts to uh, Claire Jemima, who has made a lot of my ridiculous costumes over the years. Uh, she's uh, 
wonderful dancer, seamstress, uh, artist. She's half of uh, Subscura, the dance troupe, if you've ever seen them. Don't miss them on the festival circuit. They are very, very cool. Subscura. Yeah, said. definitely oh. check Subscura. You'll see them. Don't worry. Actually, they're in, uh, you know, Kevin McGovern, uh, who's making the uh, Input Output documentary. I, I don't, but Input Output documentary sounds familiar. Yeah, he's been shooting it a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, so he's got quite a bit of uh, the West Coast scene and um, uh, evolution of festivals and this and that. But there's a uh, offshoot to it called Present Movement that uh, is coming out in September, I think, and uh, it's playing at the Rio. So a little side plug for Kevin there. Subscure's in that, by the way. That was the tie-in. That mm. was the, that was the I like tie-in. it. So I'm super curious, because for those uh, like myself that are getting to know you for the first time, how did you get started? Because uh, you were mentioning, like, off, you know, off camera, we were talking about how, like, you did, like, you are in a rock band for a couple of years. Right, and, right. So how did you get started in this whole thing? Because I, I want to keep going with the stories of where you are now and, and also, like, talk about, like, the future. But well, I'm super curious about it, like, because you're from Vancouver originally? I, I am not from Vancouver. I, um, I'm actually from Calgary. I know a lot of people in BC don't like to hear that. How dare they? Uh, it's, <laughs> a, it's a cool place to be from, man. It's not that bad. <laughs> I know we have some bad representatives, just as anyone no. does. But uh, I, I don't Almost know. Empty. I am 100%, 100% from Calgary and 100% not yeehaw. <laughs> you can take that for what you I will. I don't think everybody in Calgary. I'll is go to a... the Stampede for some of those little donuts. That's it. That's it. So that's where you grew up. Like grew up there. And yeah. Then when 20, did you come 20, here? Twenty-one years in Calgary, and I came out here in two thousand three to go to music school. I had a bunch of things just kind of fall apart in Calgary, and I was hitting a breaking point with like a lot of my favorite clubs were closing down and. On, Subsequently, the cool scenes that were associated with those venues were splitting off, and I was like, damn, where am I going to see stuff like this? Mm-hmm. And What were you into? It? Not to cut you off, sorry, but what oh, were you into at the time? Uh, I was kind of up for whatever then. Yeah. I, I just, I, I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so, we all? Yeah, I, I, you'd catch me at a metal show or a reggae show oh, or that's a, cool. a 140 plus BPM dead show, whatever. Was, uh, was this all pre uh, I graduated in 99. I mean, AI. Oh, that. Yeah, all pre that. 100% all yeah. pre AI. Uh, <clears throat> and I did a couple of years of university. Didn't really stick. I'm like, this is interesting uh, human uh, interest stuff, but I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Like, I can't go to mm-hmm. a place that I think is cool and be like, <laughs> well, I know a lot about Greek mythology. It's like, cool, well, why do you want to mop floors at the soccer center then? Uh, I also did that. Uh, (laughs) I like how you threw that in there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So anyway, I wasn't feeling life there anymore. I just picked school. I'd I'd come out to see Radiohead in 2001, actually, at Thunderbird. Oh, I was there. I was there. there. I was there. there? Beta band opened. Best best concert ever. Oh, You know what's interesting? I was standing in the crowd. I was like, this is like one of the moments I've been waiting for my entire life. And then this like super tall guy stood in front of me. Hey, it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) And I just found found out tonight it was you. No way. Where where were you standing? I I know where I was standing. Wherever you were. Oh no no no. That that was an amazing (laughs) show. Yeah yeah. That that one's like a three way tie for my favorite show ever. But yeah, yeah. at the age I was at and how big of a Radiohead nerd I was. Totally. To see them live at that point in my life was like oh. Absolutely. It had. They even played my my favorite B side. They played uh, Permanent Daylight, which is 
pretty nuts. obscure. I like that's like a my iron lung side two B side. <laughs> I couldn't believe that they played that. Hmm. Um, but the entire road trip was a blast. We were just kind of hanging out in the city, and I just had an epiphany. I was like, I'm gonna move here. I'm just I'm I'm gonna find a way to come here. I don't I'll just figure out a reason and do it. And uh, going to audio school ended up being that reason. So. Oh, so you so you moved here for audio school? Yeah, hundred percent. Because I, I there were some in Calgary. I just didn't want to be there anymore. That's a longer, darker story that is not particularly point worthy. I was enough. done in Calgary. Let's put it that way. My room looked a little bit like, uh, what's that thing? That part that part in Seven where the guys like chained to the bed and they got oh. the air fresheners <laughs> everywhere. I was no. just writing down little thoughts that I had in my mind and sticking them on these little tags on the roof. Like I I was losing it. I was losing it. I had to get Did out you? of there. Well, <laughs> change, change the scenery. Well, good for you for making the move. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you came out this way then and you went to school, like at what point did you start to kind of get into creating your own music? Like were you already doing that in Calgary? Uh, yeah, I had already started doing it. Uh, me and a friend of mine, Chris Carr, had been messing around with uh, guitars and we are huge uh, Pumpkins fans, Smashing Pumpkins oh, fans. Cool. Oh, Same yeah. awesome. We basically had inadvertently bought the same purple mexi strat and when he showed up to jam he's like whoa we have the same guitar and it's like check out this effect pedal i got and he's like i have the same one he's like, okay, did we just is... become best friends <laughs> yeah yep. so much room for activities <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh yeah. basically that worked out and our goal at the time like, we were into like early early warp stuff like uh the boards of canada and apex mm -hmm. and square pusher and stuff mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, I, I, oh, yeah, sure. Cut you off there on the, who's talking? Speaking of Square Pusher, I got a uh, message. So you used to make mixtapes with artists like that and hand them out, I hear. I did make mixtapes, not with Square Pusher, though. Oh, Never met the oh. man. But I no, did, no, no, not with. You mean just like make, make a CD and go. CDs of that and yes. hand out to friends? There are a couple of random copies of Long Walk Short Dog Tripping Hazard floating around out there I, somewhere. I know a few people that have those. I don't know what's on That's them. That's very cool. And I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and they all had the same name, despite the fact that they were like 20 different versions. So you might have a different one than your friend does, but that would have been... Yeah, 2003 to 2008 zone. And if That's, you have listened to one, it's I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's, it's a time capsule. Ful Fulton told yeah, me he's got a couple sure. of them. Oh, you know Fulton. I uh, know Fulton. Very nice, very yes. nice. Fulton mastered the third record. Did he? Yes, he did. Oh, I didn't know he mastered. Yeah, yeah. Adam Adam Fulton was is a... Props to Adam is, Fulton. ...is a, an amazing instructor at Art Institute. And Correct. So when I was going there and I was... Oh, I went to Shangri-La and talk about that and all into this kind of stuff. Did I like, tell you a story about the he's pineapple? Like, he's like, oh, he goes, yeah, he's, oh, Dave, Dave King, yeah, Long Walk. He's he he came through the same program. He went to all these classes. Oh, that's cool. That was one of my favorite students. And yeah. What a guy. So I'm like, I love that guy. Yeah. He he's, taught the very important lesson, like, if you're going to do live sound, you have to have a beer. And we were outside doing, like, live sound class, and he actually brought people beer. He's he had a he had a totally different kind of way of doing it, and Definitely. I loved it. Hundred percent. That's I like his style. That, he yeah. sounds like a cool guy. He is a very cool guy. <laughs> so going back to going back to playing those two guitars, where did it evolve from there? Right. Like for instance, uh, uh, at that time we wanted to have like kind of pumpkins, nine inch nail, Radiohead style Love songwriting that. and guitars, but with an electronic backdrop. That'd be weird. So we had a. We financed a MC505, Roland MC505, which is like a little all-in-wonder box. Mm -hmm. 
Not the best sounding piece of equipment you're ever gonna lay your ears on. Is that like a looper or? Uh, no, it, it looks it looks like a it's part of the Groove Box series if you remember that. Mm, I don't think they really mm. make this shit anymore. No. Yeah, but it was very <laughs> no expensive idea. at the time. It's gonna bring the group, man. I swear. <laughs> it brought the some, but uh, <laughs> we wrote like 200 songs on that thing, like uh, quite oh, a bit well of material, done. and we're just doing house parties and dumb demo things and uh, playing around with that. So that's how I. All of my earliest, earliest electronic stuff, if you don't count briefly owning Rebirth in like 1998, was done on that thing. Um, I still have it because there's some okay ideas on there, but the thing itself is just not a great sounding piece of gear. So sometimes it's hard to pull like stuff off of. But you can just dump the MIDI and go like, "This was a cool melody. I'll just use that and okay. pick a better sound." Yeah, so new, how did yeah. sounds. how did you like? I mean. Honestly, when you start saying things like Smashing Pumpkins, Radiohead, and yeah. Nine Inch Nails, all that stuff, that's stuff right. that just like excites that's me. That's all in my my top top ten. Stuff. So how did you like? That is just so far. Like you know, it's interesting because I would have so many people. Like I remember throughout high school, like just always wanting to find the most obscure bands and this and that. And I always loved Radiohead. Sure. Um, I was a sucker for always have been a sucker for a great melody. Yeah. Always. But one of the things that I always would uh, would be able to share with friends that were like, "Well, I'm not really into Radiohead. They're so obscure," and I think they're not. Obscure at all. They're not really even and, that out there, but at the but time it was pushing it, people. It was, same, same with Pumpkins. A lot of people can't get over true. Billy's voice, and it's just like, but they're good songs, and they're yeah, mm-hmm. they're so good. They're when great. I remember like saying like, you know, like I'd seen them, um, I'd seen so many like so much footage of them live, and this, and I couldn't wait to see them live. And sure. I remember it even coming true when I was there live with them. Was that one of the things that was always unique to me was the fact that like the drummer was always playing like a wicked hip hop style, like a beat that got you moving sure so even so people would think oh it's just crazy i'm like just feel the beat and you could feel, feel the, the beat come on yeah <laughs> and you listen to radiohead and people would be moving and it's this they'd feel like they're listening to some weird obscure album but it was moving you and it was something that always inspired me i'm like man they've just got it nailed he would just sit in the groove and always just have you moving so i'm curious because to the style of music that you create that's like so far different but at the same time it's so neat to see how you've been able to take that inspiration and incorporate that into where so that's why i was curious of um like kind of where you've come so at that stage like where you'd seen radiohead and now progressing right you was that preschool and then now you're in school uh yeah that was that show was in 2001 so that would have been about two years before i decided to go to high school this this is where you're going to start to hear the phrase by accident a lot in the interview, <laughs> as, far, as far as the backstory goes because initially i just like i just wanted to play guitar and sing and have yeah. like electronics in it i thought that would be cool and at some point you know what i might actually go back to that idea because i've still always wanted to do it properly i'm not much of a guitar player now uh, at the time i was like mm, passable but you you kind of like it, if you spoke a language and you didn't speak it for several years, you lose your chops. Yes. Totally. Well, as soon as you move to the mouse and keyboard instrument, that's your chops. You, your guitar chops kind of go <laughs> out the window if you, you don't get, keep the, it up. Your fingertip so. calluses. Ow. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, little bit guilty on that one, but um, yeah, when when I came out, the the school, the the programs were everything from here's how to record a band, here's how to do foley like footsteps and stuff for movies, uh, here's how to Use DAWs, of course, of, of course, and um, uh, there were a number of ones that were electronic focused, and everyone was in school for. It seemed like a different reason, you know. I just kind of was like, I want to make the stuff I make at home sound better, so 
All of this sounds relevant. <laughs> I'll just learn how, everything. How did you find out about that? Were you just curious though? Like, how can I record this and make this sound better? Is that kind of what led you to it? Well, uh, <laughs> my first ever recording a guitar experience was taking a Maxi Strat, plugging the quarter inch cable out of that guitar into a stereo eighth inch head inch adapter oh, no. <laughs> and then oh, plugging no. it into no. the back of my sound blaster on my 386 and going why don't i sound like smashing pumpkins <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> and turns out there's a little more to it than that <laughs> <laughs> but i did actually try that i will not show you the recording that's awesome but it sort of worked i use the term <laughs> sort of in the way that it's like okay I think I hear something in that alien transmission. <laughs> it's Don't do that. It, that was yeah. a garbage way to do it. I mean, at that time, I, all the recording I'd done was on cassette. I had okay. spent 800 bucks on an 8-track Tascam thing, and it's like, if you flip the tape over and play the solo in the song, it'll be backwards. Like That was like a big... <laughs> you sa- you'll hear Satan speaking. <laughs> More or less, but... Uh, <laughs> When, uh, you know, when you learn on that stuff and you, you make the jump to digital land, it's quite, yeah, quite an quite eye a opener. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if you, if you have the means to record on like proper analog tape and have a set, that's a whole other kettle of fish. And of course, everyone loves that beautiful sound. But for the most part, uh, your, your average person can make a pretty decent recording nowadays with like mm-hmm. a couple hundred bucks worth of equipment, yeah, which absolutely. was unheard of at that time. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Did, did that open your eyes then to like, holy shit, man, I can like, I can take like these ideas that have been swirling around in my brain and I can actually bring them to fruition or how did that progress? Yeah. To... I mean, you take some of the old ones and then you, you get inspired by stuff you learn in school. Like I didn't know what a VST was or if there were what soft sense were and so as soon as i found out about that i wouldn't i bought complete two that's how far back nice. we're talking here what are they on now 11 12 oh, for which least. what's the complete bundle oh, up to i don't there? know 13. 12 13 now oh, summer boy. sales okay. coming up boys summer <laughs> sales <laughs> coming up well, complete two was sixteen hundred dollars in whatever year i bought wow. it in it came so. with what four cents <laughs> it, it had a decent amount of stuff. it has a guitar rig and it has contact that's correct yeah, yeah. it had early reactor and yeah. uh at, FM7 prior to FM8, yeah, uh, which is now discontinued. One of my favorite VSTs of all time, Rip the Pro 53. Anything I did prior to the last two years has at least three or four channels of Pro 53 in it. I've never Everything. even heard of that. Everything. Really? Pro 53, and that's an old, very old. Complete. And I does not acknowledge its existence, nor oh no, will it ever return. It's basically a VST version of the Prophet 5. Oh, really? I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's very low CPU draw, which at the That's time was important because cool. yeah, yeah. my computer was kind of shit. It would break. <laughs> You'd have to wind it up. Well, you could run multiple Ooh. channels of it. You know, you run one or two things of yeah. Massive, and your computer's like, I died. like. What about Massive X? That thing's a monster. I have not yet tried Massive X. Is it good? Yeah, I don't like it. I didn't. I've heard mixed reviews. I just it's too. I. I don't like learning new things. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's, I stick with that's, what I know. That's and the, quote, I, of the I have, quote of the podcast right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, I've I spent so much time learning how to use the things that I know how to use, and I stick with those. Fair enough. Creature of habit. It's, and I then I kind of go understand. like, eh, eh, it's... 
the amount of time I have to spend to like make this sound like how quickly I could make something sound better on this older thing. I uh, stick with the You're older like, thing. I did it. I figured time. it out. I've mastered it. Tyler walks in. You heard a massive X? Like, oh. <laughs> go, go home, Tyler. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> You're not my it's massive. Like, Let's try this. I'm like, uh, no. Yeah, that's why I held on to Pro 53 for so long, but it, it would only run on 32-bit DAW. It wouldn't run on 64-bit. And uh, 64 is just so much more efficient, as I later learned. So... Uh, I had to let that one go, but I'm still... So you, have, you haven't found a replacement for that one yet? Well, now that I have, like, a multi-core machine that can, like, do crazy stuff, that's yeah. not really a necessity anymore. Yeah. Okay. At the time, it was used mostly out of necessity. But uh, I was, that being said, I love the sound of the thing. If that's you, what I was wondering, yeah. if there was a sound that you love. If you can well. get a rip of it or a hack of it, and I does not care. I have talked to them. They're like, go ahead, do whatever you got to do to make it work. We do not acknowledge we its don't want existence. It. Like, they, it's dead to them, 100%. Wow. Great eh? soft synth. Though. So how long did it last for you while you were playing in the two guitar Smashing Pumpkins band? Uh, well, that, that never saw a stage, but we, <laughs> we, we did that, you know, from the time when you can't even go in a bar yeah. until about when I left. So, okay. you know, a good so that was five all, or six years. In that there. was all back in Alberta. Yeah, that's Alberta days stuff. Okay, so you're here, you're creating, you, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you're here, you're creating music, and what is the first show where you're... You're li you're doing it live. Uh, the electronic stuff, or yeah, yeah electronic. Are we stuff. talking like like live live, or just playing? We did we did skip the one phase. I, I did play in a band called uh, Sounds Good on oh, Paper. Oh yeah, you talked about that. That's yeah, right. That was yeah. like a more legit band. No electronics. Very kind of a guided by voices. Oh, very cool. Pixies influence type thing. Oh nice. Cool. Still love you guys. Those and that were was very good here? times. No, again, that's still Alberta. Still Alberta. Prior to that was the worst thing about leaving Calgary was was leaving that band. Yeah. I felt shit about it. I didn't want to leave it. I just couldn't be in the city anymore. Yeah. That's um, tough. But uh yeah, that, those were those were very fun times. But as far as the electronic thing goes, I think I did at the time, I was going as Energon Cubes, <laughs> and then I looked into it, and I found out that was a registered, like, Hasbro owned the... Transformers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they owned the rights to the word Energon or something, and I was like, I don't want to get in trouble with this down the road, I'll change it. But at the time, I think I did one or two shows as Energon Cubes. Was, was, were those shows the ones I've seen... Of you and Josh playing at Lotus? Uh, no, this is even way before that. That's even before yeah. that. This is this is pre no or just after maybe knowing Josh a little bit, because uh, I came out I come out to audio school. I'd been there for three or four months. You learn some electronic stuff, and I'll be like, I miss my Calgary friends. So when I go home for Christmas, I'll show them. I'll play a little show with this like new stuff that I learn, and that was probably my first ever solo electronic thing even though i did play a bit of guitar in that but yeah that would have been the first so did you did you start out right away as doing like a kind of a live act electronic or were you doing did you did you delve into the whole dj thing for a while i or, have never or what? dj delved i cannot no use turntables for you i'm sorry really? never, never never got into it i don't so always I've just kind always of like worked with the gear sample switches my friends are so like much that. better at that anyway just uh, i'll let them do it i just <laughs> I, I i probably should learn it just for for fun different Shits things and, and you know <laughs> like hey do you want to jump on and play this thing at a casual whatever like i should learn the skill i really should but it never really uh, 
came to mind at the time. I was just like, I want to buy more synths, and I want to learn how to get better at this, and that's I'm going to awesome. bring all this well, shit how did, around. How did you get, though, from the guitars to the synths? Like, that's, sorry, I kind of skipped over that little part. But. Uh, I always, like, some of the early stuff does have guitar in it still. It just, uh, it became more... Uh, was it a slow transition then for you? Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, I can't value one over the other. It was just, the first show I ever did out here as Long Walk was at a... Uh, a noise show at Cobalt. Uh, it was only a 20 minute set. That I do have a recording of. I've been on the fence about releasing that <laughs> quite some time <laughs> because it was, as stated, at a noise show. So it's pretty damn aggressive. Not for everybody. Yeah. And also, the recording is clipped a little bit. So that's kind of a nail in the coffin. But whatever. It's the only one I got. Uh, and a friend of mine saw that and said, Hey, that was kind of interesting, but it's a little crazy. But could you make it a little more like dancey, and I can get you a show at this other place? I was like, I like dance music. I can do that. And then uh, that was one of those the very early Lotus Long Weekend parties. Yeah. So that would have definitely been Josh Josh Hall involvement in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I did a few more of those and people saw those and now I do this like that that's where the whole by accident part thing happens like I did this noise thing because so, I just wanted to play a show here to somebody here, saw here, it here, said, and then hey make dance music for this one thing is like I love shows so I did that and then when the offers keep rolling in you're like okay I guess I do this now and then that's how the guitar singer songwriter part sort of fell by the wayside a little bit okay but uh songwriting wise it's still in the tunes you know yeah. like that's why everyone says hey dave your music's unmixable because it follows like band structure like you, yeah you can't have this part go on this long and then do this like there's no breakdown where there should be and i'm like wait wait we talking that's, about it's music that's awesome <laughs> just do whatever but again it would have been good to have learned djing for that reason because i would know those kind of unforeseen rules if you will yeah, yeah. but that, that's what makes you unique yeah, you i would say like first thing absolutely I, that's why you're that's why you do, I, what you I, do i'm glad you guys appreciate it that really warms my heart but it doesn't get your music played out very often but it I, makes but it makes your shows that much more valuable they it really does if, and uh, the energy I, you have is just wicked well i appreciate you guys appreciating it <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you there, one thing that i'd say though too is that like i would definitely not downplay like i wouldn't use the word by accident there's no way because i think that you know it's like when people talk about luck and i think when preparation meets opportunity you've created your own luck yeah and it's, it's one of those things too that um i was talking to our neighborhood kid like tonight and he's like learning skateboarding okay and he's a phenomenal little kid super great at like learning and and progressing really quickly he's 12 years old and the thing is that when you kind of rob people from, from those steps, like, and they're very valuable steps. So a lot of people say things like, I remember in my life, if I did something like, oh, that's so brave that you did that. And I'm like, actually, and I've said this before in our podcast, I'm like, well, actually, it's calculated. You just didn't watch me spend forever in my garage <laughs> or like behind a computer. Yeah. Right. Like you didn't watch me spend forever figuring this trick out so when i went out and did it you're like that's so brave and you did those stairs i'm like actually yeah. i've been working on this you, you missed the 900 failed attempts you did thanks yeah. for noticing so that's why i think sometimes when we say it's by accident it's like actually you were in the right place you were prepared you had the right thing and people recognized it in yeah. you yeah and that's always one of the cool things like when you see a live show and you're like holy shit like you didn't tell us a story about all the other acts that were there but you talked about dave because i know for myself like i 
absolutely loved playing guitar but I, I've told the guys many times like I was like a closet like hip hop like yeah. dance music like I loved all that stuff I just loved how music would move me yeah and it didn't really matter to me like what uh what genre was but I noticed I would gravitate even like you're talking about Radiohead B-sides I would gravitate to the ones that would move me yeah I, and then if, when if I liked a band I just get everything that they had to offer yeah period. same it's like you got a weird japan import that's 50 yep. bucks that has one song i don't know sign me up yeah sold yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i remember like proudly like bringing it to school and just being able to show like you know friends like i'm listening to this and they're like you are so weird i was like oh i waited months for this to come <laughs> yeah like, no shit. this is so obscure it has one song like yeah i love that stuff but it it really helped that's why i was super curious to hear i loved how you talked about the fact that even the way that you do your music is the structure of it is even different because that's the one thing that I really drove me nuts when we were in the band was, you know, as we continue, as we got bigger and people started recognizing us, then sure. it was actually a lot of those freedoms of just being able to you be you right. were kind of stripped away a little bit. Like, no, you got to, you got to be this, you got to bring in this a little bit quicker. The, the box in fact drove me yeah. mental. Cause I, I look back I at it now. On that one. Yeah. I look back at it now and I think like, fuck man, I wish I would have just spoken up and been like, no, this is me. This is us. Yeah. And you, you either like it or you don't, but I was too, I know now that I was I was trying to please everybody instead of just say like no I don't like that and I'm not okay with this that. This is a very important point you're mentioning. It drives <laughs> yeah. and it drives me nuts because it's it's one of those things that I look back and I really really wish that I would have had a lot more courage to stand up and say like this is us and people are going to like it and I'm okay with actually now people like falling to the wayside if they don't like us. I'm okay with that but at the time I mean I remember like saying like do you guys like this and i'd be like yeah okay because i felt the pressure from the people sure. to say yes versus me just to say no I'm, i don't right i don't like it. and i know that's partly too the way that i was like that i grew up and stuff which it was always you know if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it. and i felt like if i said i didn't like it I, i'm saying i am not saying something nice but I, 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 I it's it's strange nowadays that there's there seems to be this pressure that you if it's like if someone puts out a song that you don't like, you're like, oh, I'm over this whole artist. It's like, really? Yeah. yeah. Why? Like, um, even my favorite, favorite acts of all time, I don't like a lot of their shit. That yeah. does, it, 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 it's not personal. It's just yeah. kind of like, oh, they're on a different tip for this well, one. Well, not everybody my, not my has favorite. Their, no everybody deal. has their, you know, their main, you know, their A sides and their B sides. And sure. B sides are more experimental. And, whatever that's cool like a lot of you can kind of like delve deeper into that kind of stuff and and yeah there's there's a culture now of those like i it's expect like, oh, this out of you yeah i heard and this last thing you put out this. and i really didn't like it so i guess you suck now and i i, I think that's a very it's terrible dangerous attitude yeah. to adopt it's a, it's, uh, yeah. about artists <laughs> well and i also think too that like one of the great things is like you look at you and your story and that's why like i i absolutely love when people share their story of who they are and sure, yeah. and you look at an artist and you look at the story of that artist and there are times when you're right like they're all the artists that i've that i love i can't say that i love all their music no but i was okay with that because they were going through stuff and they were writing stuff and it might just not have impacted me at the time because it just might not have been there. But then I have noticed there were certain songs I really did not like yeah. when they came out that now I appreciate now. And I'm like, that oh, was the other thing I was going to bring up. Maybe on. Yeah. I'm like, maybe it's that I just it's wasn't just prepared at this point. Right music, wrong time for yeah, you. For right me. time for the yeah. band, but not that's right time it. for and you. And that's, that's why to me, I always think that, 
you know, you're talking about people like like one song comes out and we're like, oh, I don't like them anymore. It's like, yeah. well, actually, I do miss the story of getting to know. That's why I think it's so cool. Like, I don't think it's an accident for you. Huh. And I think that that's part of your story is the fact that you do create it in a unique way. Sure, it's a challenge to other people. So then those other people that are out there get better figure out ways of making it like of doing it like because i know for me like when i would admire other artists and i'd be like fuck man johnny greenwood said that he spent forever with like all this vinyl and he was sitting down he's trying to find this I'm like i gotta buy vinyl i gotta figure out ways like but it challenged me as a musician and as an artist like how can i utilize this vinyl to tell my story yeah watching right? johnny do whatever he's doing during the electronic songs yes. where he's not playing guitar yeah the yep. concert was like mind-blowing to uh, me i'm like what are you unreal, doing hey? you're like because they made it happen. Sampling the yeah. radio. Yeah, and they, like, they I don't even twiddled know the knobs. What's going on. I just, I, that made me completely fascinated with that. I mean, at, at that time, it's harder to get like images from a show and then kind of you know creep their setup a bit and see what I they're using. I did that all the time. I used, to yeah. cre- I used to creep to the front of the stage. I remember doing this and I would actually, there's a couple things. I remember during shows because I, learned everything by ear and by heart. That's sure. just how I learned everything. So I also can't read music. Yeah. Well, I learned I learned when I was younger. And then again, like you mentioned, like a muscle, I just didn't use it enough. So I just kind of lost it. Yeah. Um, but I would say... We have a similar background. Yeah. Way. I would go to shows and I would actually like watch the guitarists and I would actually draw on paper and just sketch where their hands were. And then I'd go home like, I got to try that, whatever they're doing. I would just draw <laughs> yeah. it down. And then afterwards, I remember going and I would take pictures of their boards or whatever it may be to just try to get a level totally. of like yeah, yeah. inspiration. And that's the cool thing though, is that you're not gonna, and I don't want you to repeat what they've done. So in your screw ups, you're gonna find your story and right. your voice and that sound. That's why I was curious too about that plugin. You said you're like, oh my goodness, it's so amazing. I just I still love that plugin. I mean, it's not a very modern sounding one. You can't get like cool morphe modern sounding bass lines out of it. But it does but, what it does. So yeah, yeah. In, in the leads, pads, weird effect, spatiality zone. It's there's something something going on with you that know, one. Like it, that the one. cool thing is though is that it, like today, like I was on location filming and I was filming a group of their ten year olds. And there's 10 of them that I'm filming and they're singing Britney Spears. Okay. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, man. I'm like, why are you guys singing? They're like, oh, TikTok. And I thought that is, (laughs) they have no, I said, do you know who that is? And they had no clue who was singing it. They just loved the song. And that's why even sometimes like, man, I love throwing on Smash Mom's Infinite, um, what is it? Melancholy Melancholy Infinite Sound. I just absolutely adore that album. And even there, there's songs that I'm not really into, but like... Do you I, have... Do you have uh, I'm going to cut you off for one second. Yeah, go ahead. Do you have the Airplane Flies High box set with like the 40 cutting room tunes from that album? Because you need that shit. I think... Uh, it is I'm going to so give a good. shout out to my friend Harry. I believe <laughs> Harry had that. He was the guy that we all went to because he would be the guy that would order all those. Yeah, you're going to yeah. need that. Carry what's, on. What's the, um, what's the other... You said you're like top tier, like the bands what are the other ones well those are mostly the people in band land in electronic land it's definitely apex is still one of the hugest for me boards of canada is one of the hugest i only just recently heard boards of canada i love it's it's just so you know oh yeah my brother-in-law he apex and boards of canada my brother-in-law was like (laughs) but wait so what year was that that reminds me so much of like nine ten years ago uh, is well, that even longer? There's longer, Matt. Active, it's been longer. But yeah, yeah? There, I, I knew yeah, about you're BOC right. in high school. So Okay, so that's like 15 years, I would say. <laughs> yeah. He, I think yeah. even more than that. That would have been late 20s, 90s. Yeah, 99. He yeah. introduced me to that. I remember that. And just, yeah. They are absurdly good. Adam, thank you. Nice one, Adam. 
Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> so those are the top two for you, those ones? Uh, in electronic land, I mean, but you'd listen to them and be like, wow, you don't sound anything like these guys. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm not drawing stuff from it. Yeah. Like, as far as uh, uh, stuff goes, it would sound more similar to me. Like, I was always a huge Noisy fan. I'm a huge mm -hmm. Mayfuse fan in, in Drum and Bass land. And earlier in kind of four in the floor land i was uh really big into <laughs> like in the, floor the, the the maximal sound that uh was, was coming out of uh one. france for a while there you know like the your is that like your like justice and justice your ed banger and, stuff yeah, yeah. like at the time when i was like a kid that moved to a new city and just wanted to go out and rage like i just wanted to hear super dirty electro like that and it's like all the uh so like uh crookers and bloody beetroots kind of era stuff yeah, yeah, that, yeah that that whole zone and of course you know the ogs in that world like your chemical bros and your underworlds and daft punks and things of that yeah. nature there was there was a couple like one pivotal thing that happened for me of how i got into electronic is you remember that live action spawn movie oh yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so it had you remember the soundtrack the soundtrack for that movie kicks ass okay it's like that they, one doesn't stick in my mind yeah not at all they for got me. like half metal bands like really well-known metal bands at the time to do collabs with electronic artists oh man that's wicked and at the time like not all of it is gold and a lot of it definitely doesn't hold up well over time but at the time that was like the two things i was into like that's so cool crazy electronic stuff over these metal bands that i liked that was the mortal Kombat soundtrack yeah. for me was that like yeah just like that i, I love this yeah i remember resident uh, evil soundtrack marilyn manson that was also awesome. a very good was soundtrack yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good one and among that time as well was the uh white white xl came out for original playstation and oh, the, enti the entire soundtrack is all like Underworld, Fotech, Chemical Prodigy, Bros, Prodigy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I heard so many acts that became acts that are still some of my favorites from playing this game. And, uh, uh, I have to thank my recently passed friend, Corey Martin, for introducing me to that game. Thank you, Corey, for yet another life-shaping thing that he did totally by accident by knowing about cool stuff because that's what he do it's it's unbelievable i think uh i love that you mentioned somebody that introduced you to music because i think to as you were mentioning some of those like i think back to the people that have introduced me to things i'm like man i can't imagine my life without those influences in my life and other people introduced me to them and then i think how cool it is that you know we're all passing on other things as well to other people yeah because it's it is one of those things that like we talk about the soundtrack of our life and it's funny how we can kind of go yeah this year and we can see like you know what music we were into like when you guys were talking about collabs i remember one of my really good friends growing up he was my like best mate when we were growing up and he he comes to me one time and he's like i got this cd man it's crazy it's this show called judgment night have you ever heard of that i was like judgment Night. i have no idea and it was it was just they had combined hip-hop acts with like anthrax and like that's you know cra <laughs> crazy stuff and i was like this is really cool and like we got, and it was like tom petty and like tribe or something like it was like really weird obscure stuff but it was i was so thankful for him introducing they were, they were trying to throw a lot in oh, the pot back then but like, i loved it though and i actually I, like, I like it, the spirit of innovation it really was and there was there was a lot of misses there was a lot of like this is not good at all yeah but uh, but in there there was some things out. that made me feel like even years later when we were writing that it's like well why can't we do that and I love that. So I always appreciate to every friend that ever introduced me to any music that now has deeply impacted my life. I can't 
thank them enough because it definitely, it it puts that. Maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah, and you never know. You might mention like, "Hey, do you know this band?" Yeah. Beep, and they they might go like, "Hey, I'll check it out." And then yeah. they'll go home and, "Hey, this guy at that party last night mentioned this yeah. band. I, I guess I'll check it out." And, and that could and that could just now totally it's like, like totally your whole, I listened your whole to everything. for fifteen years yeah. now. Yeah, you know, it's you, funny. You, yeah. you never know if you're gonna have that kind of impact on just mentioning a cool piece of yeah. art that you like, which mm-hmm. is awesome. It, I think that's the coolest thing is right. Like, and that's the cool thing to me that goes for not just music, for just art in general. And then, I mean, for me as a storyteller, um, just stories in general of you sharing things in your life and sure. things that have impacted you and stuff like that. And it just, it, and you don't know what resonates with people when you have that opportunity to hear your story. Right. Like, which is why it's curious. Even for me, like that level of like, I'm so curious, you know, you talk about being in the seven home, you know, the seven, the movie seven with all that stuff hanging out. Like there's a level of like, <laughs> it was kind of like that. I yeah, mean, there but, wasn't like a half dead, uh, yeah. guy. He's not going to be honest about this part, <laughs> but, but there's a level. I was of, writing shit on the walls in there. I yeah. was, I was, okay. So there's a, a level place. though at that place though, where you do have to like, you know, I talk about this all the time with my daughter. It's like, is practicing bravery. And to me, the bravery I'm talking about is going with your gut when your gut's like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Right. And that level of like, you either listen to that and be brave and listen to your gut, what you did, or you don't. Yeah. And those are the cool things that to me, it's much like the music. It's like hearing those little nuggets from someone's stories. Like, man, like if he's, if he, I can do it. Right. And those are the cool things that I think I get excited about. Even when we have a chance to talk to people on this podcast and hear their stories, because it has led to other conversations that I get to have. And, you know, I'm not okay with being a good dad. Um, I want to be a great dad. Sure. I haven't been able to be a great dad up until this point. So I get help. You know, with whether that be counseling, my wife, stories from you, story from, <laughs> stories from you guys. It's, I don't know if I helped dude, you with your parenting. You'd Let's be surpri- not go nuts. You'd be surprised. I think that story alone <laughs> with the bravery. Like I hear people, I heard somebody else told me a story of moving their entire. He's like, I left my family from the UK and I moved out here to start again. And it's like, wait, what? Like I struggle with boundaries. Huh. So when I hear something like that, I'm like, wait, I need to maybe ask you a couple questions about why did you why did you how do did you that? do what that did, even how did you do why? that why did you need how? to do that all that and then you realize stuff. that those little nuggets you take back and you're like oh my goodness it's like maybe i could start implementing that in my own life and i remember that in music as well that i'd have guys that would play with i'm like oh wow and they would inspire or i'd watch acts like you watched him and you're like come on or you <laughs> see little things that you watch people do and you're like i gotta remember that but i need to but it inspires something in you to do it in your own unique way right and that's why I don't think it's an accident. Anyways, you sorry, Tyler was gonna say something, and I totally cut you off way back when. <laughs> yeah, well, it was sorry so- about that. <laughs> it's fast. Like, going back to Olive Garden. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Yeah. Did you so, ever work? You guys at feeling hungry? <laughs> how many breadsticks would you like? <laughs> no, I was just talking about how it's funny how sometimes people can show you. It was back when you were talking about you know people introducing you to songs and it's or or artists and how sometimes like. Even when you first hear them, you'd be like, yeah, it was okay. And then it just gets stuck in your head, and then you just fall in love, and that's all you can listen to. I had that with Jeff Buckley. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. And uh, the first time I heard Silverchair Diorama, when when they changed from being really heavy to, like, very orchestral and orchestral and heavy still in a way, and I first heard it, and I'm like, that's not Silverchair. And and I didn't really like it, and then it was just I kept hearing the melodies in my head, and they – they kept coming back in. I was like, hey, wait, maybe I'll give it another listen. And then sure enough, it's my favorite CD of theirs. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, we, I've had that experience more than a few times, which yeah. is, is, I don't know. I think it's important to remember. And like, uh, think about somebody like, I don't know, like your 
David Bowie's of the world. He's done everything from like the like sad ballad to the let's rip the dance floor to the <laughs> I'm in rehab in Berlin to like <laughs> he's done it all. And it's it's more a matter of you have to I think it needs to be kind of respected in the sense that he was in the place he was in when he made the tune. In context. You, you might not be in that place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you might not be drying out and feeling kind of morose and writing like the second half of the low record, which is amazing, by the way. Um, you might like be like, oh, I just, I want to hear the fun, like, yeah. get on the dance floor of David Bowie. And so it just might not be right for you at that time. But it doesn't mean it has any, any less value. Agreed. It's just a, kind yeah. of a... Well, and you, you come around at a different different point in your life when yeah. you're into different kind of stuff. You, oh, now I like this. Now, yeah. now I like that. And, it's yeah. that, That's funny how that works. But uh, I, I find it less forgiving like that in the, the in electronic land. Like oh, when, everything's so fast now. Well, yeah, it's, it's like, like you might have a cool if, song for a few days if, if you're you lucky. Like it, if, if you you're like lucky. it, and then it shoots up on charts, and then it's gone, yeah. and then it's forgotten. So that's and why that's like, like everything that does, quote-unquote, shoot up in interest or charts has to be like the top, top tier. And I don't, I don't know what that's like. I've never had like a hit, like a commercial hit or whatever. What are you talking about? I you commercial were, hits. You were up, well, okay, but you were, you were in the like, Top five with a bunch of your songs for drum and bass on just recently. That's that's uh, how's like, that different? It's <laughs> different because <laughs> if you YouTube those songs, they have 700 plays, and if you okay, YouTube fair, the stuff yeah, I'm talking about, they have millions of plays. Like you're talking about the stuff when the how that algorithm works. Like when you when I well, put out an album, it's like you get you get a how many DJs are there in the world? And it's like, if you have 50 DJs download it and play it at different parties, that's a lot of coverage of right. them, but it's really at the end of the day, only 50 sales. Right. Right. I think, like, like, that, if you, you wanted to buy there. yourself to number one on B port, you could do it pretty reasonably. Yeah. You honestly <laughs> could. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, it's more, uh, it, it, I forget where I was going with this in a sense. Like I just, I want to try weird, different stuff, but I'm afraid that people are going to go, oh, he does this now? Not interested. And yeah. then I just I'm get out. blacklisted, you know? And like, that, that is what that, scary. Does, does that happen? Like, I don't know your industry well enough, but does that happen? It, and, then well, who, actually, and then who are the gatekeepers we that were, actually make those we rules? We were just, yeah. oh, the, the, the social media thing. We were just well, talking about, about this right before we started. So there's, a, there's an artist named Getter, which is, he's like a dubstep. Or was I, or I know like, him from before, but, but his, uh, don't know the guy big, personally. His but. big popular stuff was like sort of dubstep, right? Essentially, for the layman's terms, dubstep. Anyways. So, when you say and popular, just easier to listen to. What's up? Is that what you're saying? When exactly. he was popular, no, the more popular stuff is it just easier? no, 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 just like just. Like, just, like let's say trending okay. yeah like okay, okay right metallica is more known for playing yeah, okay. thrash metal than okay. for so getter getter polka. jumped on getter <laughs> jumped on kind of a like sort of like a skrillex kind of a thing for for a bit like huge uh and then and then he put out a concept album that was not that and all of his fans were like and, and, I, they, that and they breaks and, my fucking heart, man. I hate hearing is, shit like that. And he was like, "Screw this! I'm out. This is not fair." 
Yeah, like, like broke a guy's oof. dream for wanting to do something different. I, this is kind of this is, like in an off terrible, roundabout kind terrible. of way. That's what I mean. I don't think yeah. that's okay no, at it's, all. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. And yeah. it just like he was riding high like A-lister career in terms of like this industry. Yeah. And then and then just doing that, which is the type of music he wants to do. And so what's any different than uh you know, let's go back to David Bowie for a second, because David Bowie put out some stuff that, like, I've, I love his music. Sure. But there's a lot that I don't. Yeah. Um, and I am not in a place to appreciate yet. Right. Uh, but how is it any different? Because people followed, like, this is the thing that I've found is that people followed his story. It's much like a book when you read some from an artist. You know, and I love reading, like, and certain ones have been like, that's just, you know, same author, everything. But you're like, eh, that was a bit of a miss. But we still, well, I'll read the next one. And people did it with Bowie, where Bowie had, like, he was sharing his story. So what's different now with, say, this person where those fans are like, fuck it, man, I'm out, versus like, oh, well, you know what? That's part of the story. We're talking about that. This is what he's writing at this time, blah, blah, Why are they not sticking with this artist and allowing the them to share their... Yeah, the difference now is... <laughs> Rapid fire. There is, you know, if Davey Bowie puts out a record that month in, you know, 60s, 70s, there's probably... 40, 50 other major records that came out during that time. And now you can be like, I am into while. this only. I like this sound and this kind of music. And somebody that was doing that for you that isn't falls off, like, no problem. I'll just go on insert service here and find 3,000 other artists that are okay. doing this shit right now. It's the, the super saturation of choice is not good for artists' longevity. Yeah. Which is why I try to put stuff in my music that's like a little more personal in some like don't get me wrong there's plenty of dumb stuff too but on, <laughs> on all of the records there's always a bunch of songs i'm sure no one listens to that's like wow that's pretty heavy dave i'm glad you uh, are still with us <laughs> but it's in there that's not your opener at the party no. hey guys i'm here to party yeah. want to hear some sad stuff here we go <laughs> six minutes of me crying yeah. Yeah. anybody else Miss their family? Okay, here we go. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, uh, that's why it's impo important to me to have, like, some emotional range on a record. But to answer your question, it's just the plethora of choice yeah, actually works against people being anything more than, like, a flash-in-the-pan artist nowadays unless yeah. you were already pre-established. Yeah. And even then, if you change what you're doing, like, I, I had this conversation with you outside prior. Like, I made four-on-the-floor music only for like 10 years and then just decided i'm gonna try and make some halftime or make some drum and bass stuff and i had people come up to me and tell me like what are you doing don't do that and as, and as if like, they own you eh? <laughs> well not even that i just i was so shocked to hear like wait wh why not like yeah. I, I did one thing for 10 years yeah. and it's like i ate how, Hot dogs the, only for the, 10 years, and now I want to try pizza. It's like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. I come to you for the hot dogs, man. You're killing me. And You're what's a, a hot what's dog the guy. balance between going stale doing the one thing versus, and not saying that, but like, what's what's the balance between like riding it out too long and just feeling like, well, I think I think it depends having evolved, on... having grown, having changed, all that kind of stuff, and then flipping over and then taking that risk of. It depends that how much you care thing. personally about others' potential maybe not liking that idea. Yeah. And how much you want to cut. Like, at the time, I was like, well, I'm, I managed to make, like, a job out of this. I want to keep doing it, so I don't want to rock the boat too much. Yeah. And now I'm at a point where 
maybe I'll rock the boat like a little bit and see what happens. So that there is, <laughs> so that's the thing is I think that there is a lot of challenges to think through because, yeah, you're right. There is the level of like, well, I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm like not what, what metrics, riding high on it, yeah. like money I can live off of with my past great successes. Yeah, like, well, I am that's the thing to think though is that like show. if the calls stop coming in, that's a big problem for me. Yeah, so I got to play ball a little bit. You yeah, know? so that's and that's that aspect of like looking at. I know, you know, we've talked about it before, but like what what does success look like? So like as an artist and what it looks like for you, are you okay with? Okay, you know what? Yeah, I guess I will keep doing some of the four and the four. Maybe I will just mix in some of that stuff because it is, there's nothing worse as an artist than feeling like your art is being squelched or you're being kind of um, like there is no room for creativity. That's one of the things that we love is being able to be creative to yeah. try things. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that is difficult when it's like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. It's like, yeah. oh, great. Like, I, I don't, I'm not trying to say, like, you have just be nice and like everything everyone does all the time. You don't have to be <laughs> like that. Like, just, you know, if someone puts out the odd thing that you don't dig, like, that doesn't mean that their entire expand, past catalog and your potential future <laughs> catalog is going to be yeah. garbage. You yeah. don't know that, but yeah. or I try don't know. To. I mean, the, everyone puts out so-so songs. I don't know. You write music. You write music. Do you subscribe to the uh, uh, psychosis of this is the last song I wrote? Ergo, it is the best song I have ever wrote. No, Does that happen to you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you're honest. Yeah. Well, I love the new no, Here's the new one. It's the best. Maybe it's the best. In one. groups of in For groups like of week, three because then... they because I write like three songs at a time and I can't. Do you it's really? like oh yeah, it's I don't know why my voice. Oh no, they take that's interesting. Really? They take really growing up. They take they take far longer than they should, but I jump around between three and then whatever, like, that group I'm working on is, like, maybe not the best song, but the best sonic quality and that kind of stuff because I learned from the last ones I did. So, yeah. so in that way, yeah, my newest ones are always, I think they're my best because... Well, okay, I get what you mean. Yeah, especially in, like, a sound designing world. Like, if you're in a yeah. band and you're like, here's a song, we know the tune, it's a new song, you go in, lay it down, you can probably knock a song out generously one song a day in the studio no problem in electronic land you're gonna have to hear it so many times like <laughs> is this swoosh sculpted yeah. right? is the ducking yeah. i don't know about this fill and like yeah. all this other stuff <laughs> so my favorite it's so true <laughs> if, if, if i write mm. a song my favorite time ever to hear it is the day after i wrote it i'll wake up and be like oh yeah i wrote a song last yeah. night i don't remember how it goes <laughs> well, and then is that you go, good you go down to the studio and hear it that'll be the most i ever like that song oh, it's all cool. downhill from there <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious I like now by the time i show it to somebody be like yeah check this out i hate it Whatever. you guys like this well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah guys wait not, for it not sure about this part. quiet guy sure quiet listen part. you're not three, listening at three minutes 11 you guys are gonna love this <laughs> It's yeah. It's that's a weird. Uh, I'm trying to do turnaround for songs quicker and not get hung up on it because the ones where I'm trying to like gently massage into perfection, a never get there yeah. ever, mm -hmm. and b the fire has gone out on my interest in that song long before I have reached the gentle massage. That stage. I find that's a problem with I if I spend too long on it and it's like yeah, I'm not feeling it anymore. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I don't eh, want to work on this. Let's just scrap nope. it. And that's why I have piles and piles of <laughs> stuff that I should have just put out and not been a little bitch about. I definitely, that's something that comes up all the time is I have thousands, it feels like, songs that are still just 
sitting on an iPhone kind uh-huh. of a thing, or they've got, you know, they've, they're sitting on some hard drive somewhere. And it's amazing how, yeah, I fixated on just the things that, the wrong metrics, the things that did not matter, the things that nobody ever cared or picked up on, but I just fixated on them and then never released them. Or even like, it's funny, because, you know, we're talking about how, yeah, this latest stuff, this brand new stuff is, and then it's like, wait, I wrote that song like 15 years ago. <laughs> it's like, but this brand new stuff, it's like, uh, maybe. Some, sometimes if you turn the old into the new, you can get it back a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, I can, I can do a better job with this idea. It was a good idea then, but I didn't know what I was doing. Now maybe I could do a better job at that. Yeah. And that, that can be exciting. That's yeah, like that's a true. nice middle ground there. It's funny when you get the brand new bands that, people think just came out you're like oh wow have you heard this new band it's like oh they've been playing for 10 years and they finally made it <laughs> yeah so i wanted to ask you um when i got to watch the video dave like, getting super pumped because you played his song on stage uh I yeah, obviously... uh, i'd like to thank uh bent leaf uh dave and josh for letting me do remix for you guys that was a lot of fun well so, thank could... us thank you no for man it was cool it. Like, like i've been making so music cool. with josh your other counterpart for a very very long time and we haven't uh, had a chance to work on stuff because he went heavy into school and work, and he's got a family. He doesn't live in the city anymore. I mean, I don't need—I don't see him nearly as much as I should like. But never—never uh, never a dull moment, never a bad time with that guy around. No. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> when, when he came, love uh, John. Yeah. When he came with the idea of, hey, you should uh, do this thing, I was like, well, that's kind of a fun way to to do that, and. They'll be stoked, and I'll be stoked to work on it. So, yeah, just thanks for letting me do that. Appreciate it. I, yeah. Uh, well, I guess we could show We got to share a clip. Yeah. Okay. All right, roll well, the clip. Roll, roll the, the clip. clip. Here clip. we go. Yeah. We should make Dave Okay, clip rolled. Is this, I'm, is this I'm, the part I'm, we talk about, like, after yeah. the clip has been yeah, cut Yeah, the clip in? has been shown. Wow, now. what a great <laughs> clip. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a washroom break again. I'm terrible, sir. We've only got three. We're... We've only got three gigs left to space. Well, right. I was quick last time. Okay. Okay. Well, oh, we... that was that simple. That was a great video clip. Yeah. But, anyway, um... yeah, the reaction video was, was that made the entire thing worthwhile. It was quite funny. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you got a kick out of it, man. I really am because it... that made it all worthwhile. <laughs> it was so cool. Like he, he's like, you got to see this. So he brings me in, and he shows me. But you just arrived. Um, so he just left it in my hands, but he didn't really get a chance to explain exactly what it was. And I knew it was you on stage. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is really cool. And my first thought was, he's actually got pretty good seats. And, uh, <laughs> and then he starts watching, and it was hilarious to see him shaking and screaming and just how excited. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, I mean, we can wait till they get back, but because uh, I'm so curious, maybe you just think about this, but I love knowing what's going through your mind when you're on stage. So I'm curious to, uh, oh, we got another one for you. Well, I thank you, good sir. Today's podcast is brought to you by Camp Beer, where when you go camping and you need a refreshing beer, you turn to the only thing that satisfies, a camp beer. Blue that book. one's Blue Book, Ben. I know. I said <laughs> that because I wanted to get to this one, too. <laughs> Ironically, the remix in question we were that's talking about the, is on, entitled wait, Blue Book. So, is it really? Yeah. yeah full, oh, that's cool. Full, full circle there for you. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, okay. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> um, yeah. So I went and picked up uh, Blue Bucks in commemoration of that. Very tonight. good choice. So, yeah. Very good choice. Oh, that's he... why? So me and Josh, when we... Hold on, I don't have headphones on. I can't even hear myself properly. <laughs> there we are. Um, me and Josh, when we... We'll, we'll have a couple of beers while we're making songs. And we buy a new craft beer every time we write a new song. And 
every time we name that song after whatever the beer it is we're oh. drinking. <laughs> and so that one was Blue Buck that we sent so, Sometimes those names stick and sometimes they don't. But I do the same thing, too. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. We, we change them sometimes. <laughs> well, when, when you got to record... Uh, audio in it has to go somewhere and you don't want to go to that like weird mystery folder untitled so i just put like okay uh rude cashier one or uh (laughs) or a bad salad or you know like something that happened earlier in the day or whatever and you can you remember that day because that's what i I have a song i forget what it's called now but it used to be called my teeth suck because the two just come from the dentist it's like my teeth suck we had one called poop soup Oh, that's wanna, a true I don't, story. I don't, don't, don't want to hear about that, that, that That's too far. That, is, that was a rough day. That's too far. That was a rough Dave. <laughs> rough Dave. That has nothing to do with me. <laughs> so I wanted to know. Yeah, let's. I wanted to ask you then. So obviously we know what the reaction he had with that, which was unbelievable. I loved it. Sure. But I want to know when you're on stage, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? You know, it's the reverse. So now we, like, you know, obviously watching down on stage and seeing you having a great time doing, you know, what you do naturally is just such a cool thing to experience. But what are you feeling when you're up on stage? Uh, Usually quite a bit of terror and anxiety. Uh, The reason the show's, like, there's, the enjoyment is there too, but the reason the show became so, quote, unquote, energetic was because I was so nervous initially that I I just didn't know what to do. I just felt, like, completely over adrenaline rushed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, they're watching. Uh, do something. <laughs> Why is everybody here? <laughs> Be entertaining. And, uh, you know, that coupled with being kind of anxious about everything and uh, kind of, I guess, it comes across in a more heavy metal-ish kind of way if you're a guy like me. And that slowly became part of the reason that people were coming to the shows, I found out. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's kind of... All right, cool. That's I got a persona, I guess. That's that's cool. I'm okay awesome. with that. And uh, it, it's weird. I I try to focus on what I'm doing a lot. A lot of people will you'll see a camera from backstage. It shows the audience. People are like, "Yeah, there's my friends." And hey, what's I don't see anything. I, I I don't even see the audience a lot of the time because I'm just trying to stay focused or mm-hmm. catch my breath or not be dizzy from headbanging or hit the next key or button or tweak the next knob that needs to be hit before like that stuff's happening like you need to do this now this is a cue this is a cue and next bar and then it's just 90 minutes of that Mm -hmm. so there's i tried to leave myself a little more room nowadays to like smell the roses if you will and enjoy the i'm being on stage and i like take a little minute to actually enjoy it for myself so it's not just like next thing next thing next thing um, but in the early days, yeah, it was all just a big blur of strobe lights and terror. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> I, awesome. I noticed. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> amazing. Uh, it's a vibe. Yeah. In the, in the recent years, I like, you always have a thing, some kind of shtick mm. that you bring along. You mean, you mean the Shambhala shtick? Well, I guess maybe only that party. I don't know about other ones. But, uh, it uh, kind of got started there, so. But those, like those the, things cost the, me a lot of money, so yeah, I can only do exactly. it once a year. So, the, <laughs> it, it, so they had the Mega Man yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, you brought a whole bunch of they were, were they blow up sword light swords or something uh, or there was can, something I, like that. I got to do it chronologically. The first one was just the wizard keyboard smash one, and the yeah. second year I did a thing was like this kind of demon outfit thing. Uh, 
And then the year after that, I think, was the Final Fantasy year. Then I did the Swan Lake thing, like with what the uh, the ballet Swan Lake remix with the with roses and the ballerinas. And, and that was like the whole stage decor. Yeah, yeah, that that was that one. Or uh, yeah, actually, it was Braveheart before that. I did the Braveheart one where you dress. <laughs> I, me and my friends made a hundred swords, which I thought was a lot, and. Uh, they all had names and dumb shit. And I was like, I'll just give them the people in the front row and we'll do the like, yeah, thing. Like, that'll be funny. And I saw a photo of it. And it was like, 100 doesn't look like enough. You're going to have to bring more shit. And that's when the cost of these things started to get out of control. <laughs> 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 uh, the, um, the, damn, am I forgetting anyone? Yeah, there was the shark balah the inflatable sharks one that yeah that's that was that's a good one, one of the ones there was that and there was like all day so many that. there's just sharks everywhere <laughs> yeah uh, oh that, okay keep going yeah. sorry I'll, that'll I'll yeah come there's back that, to that one and then there's the uh the the shamala 20th anniversary one was the like thou i think it was literally a thousand of those glowy wand things and then the big like I guess I did the demon thing twice. Oops. <laughs> this is a better demon, though. It's like giant wingy things and glowing eyes and whatnot. Uh, and then there was the... Do you still have all those, by the way? Uh, costumes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I keep all oh, that awesome. crap. And then I shredded myself for the shredded bro thing uh, year before... Or was that last year or the year before last? Oh, the, 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 the shredded bro, all the I, memes yeah, and stuff? I think, yeah, I think that was year before last. And then, yeah, last <laughs> last year was the Mega Man thing. Yeah, yeah that so was, I think that's that was, all of them. I think that's that was funny because you were you met uh, uh, Carlos over here to send him up with a bunch that's of right. stuff. That's right. I brought him and, all of the... Uh, and you had never been here before. He was yeah. working on the remix at the time. <laughs> and And he randomly came over meeting somebody else that i know and i'm like holy fuck this dave dave's here <laughs> like and he has no idea who i am and but we've uh, me and josh were taking selfies in the studio and he's commenting on how nice the studio is i'm like come here and you go in the <laughs> studio he goes holy shit your other dave <laughs> just just I, from when i didn't walked put into it together the yeah i didn't put it together because i had been hearing about you from josh forever it's like this other guy named dave to make drum and bass and i was just like made a lot of like yeah you're just cheating on me with another music dave <laughs> there's a lot of jokes like that flying around for a while that were pretty funny but, but you had you had there was stacks of these tons. cardboard Mega Man hand cut out hand cardboard, cut out cardboard characters like thank you to everyone who helped me do that by the way stacks stacks and stacks of them yeah and big shouts to uh, Carlos Vendetta he's uh, one of the guys that usually gets all of the buffoonery stuff up there because like the the glow ones alone it was like the size of three or four yeah. fridges like I can't fit that Truck in my van at all let alone with my music gear and my camping gear so That's Carlos crazy. has a trailer so I usually meet up with him and be like Carlos is please dope. get my stupid finale up there <laughs> bro <laughs> on real it's, yep. it's a lot of fun it's uh I don't uh I, I'm a little nervous I'm, I'm running out of ideas if you got a good one let me know I'm, I'm running out it'll of come ideas. Yeah, it'll come. <laughs> it'll come. The last couple were a bit last minute, and that's not a good yeah. 
a good That's thing. cutting cardboard till all hours of the night. Dude, it <laughs> yeah. was that and then some. And yeah. an army of my friends doing it while I had a panic attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks fun in the end result at the time. Turned out. I terrifying. remember going up there. That's in that video that I showed you. There's, there was just like cardboard characters like <laughs> i'm surprised what were you listening to like that orb you were talking mega man about. boss music as you were like cutting all the stuff just oh, getting no, really in his own. boss music in the set though yeah it's it's or. basically like a medley of a bunch of my favorites from mega man 2 and 3 which is it's basically drum and bass if you go back and listen to that music if you haven't heard oh, it yeah. in a while it's drum and bass mega man 2 has got <laughs> yeah. some of the best yeah, hundred percent. That's like some of my favorite uh, favorite music ever. That's like Sonic Sonic Two. He gets it. I just need a couple Exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. That's if if you took Sonic Two and Sonic Three. That's glitch up. It's all it is. That's a good idea. I mean, I it could is. do the Sonic thing. Gotta go fat. <laughs> <laughs> Try to refrain from making bad Sonic jokes. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I've done the video game thing a bunch of times now, though. So I, I, I don't know what percentage of my fans are gamers. Probably a lot. I hope there's some good crossover there. It's pretty dorky all around. I never really thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... All this stuff is like, how do you not know this? This is my favorite. Music yeah. ever from a video game that came out in 1988, you 20-year-old. Why don't you, should, you know this? Yeah, interestingly <laughs> enough, it's like sometimes the easiest way to get an answer for what you should do next is just ask the community, right? Like, they'll tell you. But, I thought about and it. And that, that's yeah. one of the cool things is I know even, like, when we were touring, it was always... Uh, whenever we would go into a place it's like listen we would just assume nobody knew who we were <laughs> and we wanted them to leave knowing who we were hey that's so that's good rhetoric how could we do that and we realized that probably it would be adding something familiar like making a moment that they're like do you remember when like if they because like even how you said yeah if like and then i just do this for 90 minutes i'm like 90 minutes i'm like oh my goodness because that's a long time to keep people's attention. Sure. And so when we'd get on stage, I remember we had a rule when we first got started. We're like, okay, every third, every third or fourth song was a cover, always. Okay. And that was like, and that because we were like a, like a four-piece indie band for a long time. Then we went to three-piece. Okay. But it was like, we knew that we had great music, but we also understood the fact that we were like new. You know how we're saying that like, what if we were that David Bowie album that we showed up and people were like, yeah, I'm just not. Yeah, like not what I'm because there was times too. Even the way that we approach things differently, like when we went to Calgary, like we rarely, rarely did anything in in, in Canada. Um, but let's say like we went to Calgary, it's like maybe we need to structure some of the the covers that we'd choose a little differently, huh. and so we'd add our own flair and our own style to them. Um, I mean, we told the guys that they all like you know knew that we did the first time. My approach was like, guys, let's do Beastie Boys as sabotage. You can't go wrong with and, that one. Uh, mm. And and I remember pulling it off like it was for. Uh, I can't remember. Like it, it was one of the big July first things I think we did. It was absolutely massive, and nobody expected it because we were like a indie rock band. Sure. And here we are pulling it off. But everybody talked about that and remembered it. Yeah, and it's and a nice, a nice grounder. It's just kind of like hey, exactly. You know, maybe you haven't heard of us, but I know you know this one. Yeah, and then it, and it perked up, and so we knew too. Then the strategy of like placing them was also to then draw and perk people's ears up to the next song that we would yeah provide. Right, that we that that story that we were telling, because all we wanted was for people to go home, and go like. 
you know, I saw Yuka. They were like unbelievable. Like they played this song and it made me. And then they want the, the curiosity is there. Right. And that's one thing that I think is so cool because I do know that when we go to festivals and stuff like that's one thing with like your style of music is that like people dress up to go to them. Like, when's the last time people did that for, like, rock shows or concerts? It just doesn't uh, happen. I miss the spectacle in rock. Oh, man. <laughs> like, but people, like, and I, that's something that I appreciate is it is a community, and it's a very, very clear, like, there is a strong community, mm. and they add to the experience how you're talking about people with all this glow, like, everything. Yeah, they, they, the, the audience creates a show. Uh, <laughs> the audience is how the dare show, you? But, but he's you not know, wrong. You he's know exactly wrong. what I mean. I know what you mean. It's, but that's important. Like, but especially with that vibe, though. Like for shows like that, because yeah. when you have a crowd, like you could go to whatever show you want, and if, you could have like a headliner just killing it. Doesn't matter who they are. But if you have, if you go to a show and then you have a thousand people, like. Basically, every stage up there for that one specifically uh-huh. is like an outdoor Commodore, <laughs> like in in size and spectacle, probably more. Yeah. Probably. And and then you have that big of a dance floor and everybody is like, <laughs> like for from from 4 p.m. until 4 a.m. the whole time. Yeah. And they're all dressed up. And yeah. it's that that creates the whole vibe. And that, that makes a whole different thing. It, it, having having a a big sounding board of people that like are all there for the same reason. Yeah. They put in if if they're not there to play a show, they're there to see shows or they're there for the culture or the art or whatever. They yeah. put in their own amount of work to be like, This is how I'm gonna have fun this weekend and this is how I'm gonna express myself. When you put a giant bomb of people like that together that have all been like check out what i made like check out what i'm gonna do and like it gets pretty exciting yeah and yeah. no for sure bug out it's great i think that yeah there's something that's like it, it draws community together and like i'd be actually cool to even put out there uh to see like to say hey listen like to ask the community to to join in like how can they how can it be how can they because that's one thing i know for us was we'd always talk about how do we get our fans our community how do we break that barrier of them being fans and like so we're entertaining them clearly on the stage and they're here observing how do we break that barrier so they're just as much as a part so it's cool you guys are talking about that but man i envision like even with your shows asking the community to dress up in a way because it is going to benefit them for your show because this will be happening like there's so many cool things that gets my mind going because i know for us it was um, some of the coolest experiences were those ones where people were like oh, i felt like i was a part of it i was like oh that's exactly what yeah, you want well, yeah. they're they're there, you could save money on Mega Man cutouts because yeah. you could ask everybody to bring their ask own Mega Man to cutouts, up, and then yeah. it's a whole thing. I, I, yeah. I did think about that. It gives it, one thing is that gives away the gag, which it's true. Which absolutely. Is, well, you still have your own gag. That'd be a piece of it. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, and then cool. I thought about maybe like if I had a really crazy idea within the realm of like big thanks to Sean Bala for even letting me do these types of things. Can't thank you enough for that. Uh, but I. I thought about like, what if we crowdfunded it and be like, "Here's my idea. If you guys oh, cool idea. throw whatever you want at it, I'll get all this crazy stuff I'll get and bring for it." Everyone, and yeah. Then, like, yeah, well, like we'll see how nuts we could actually make. That's actually it. a very cool idea. You know, within the realm of safety and yeah, 
you know. And swords, hundreds good. of swords being made. And <laughs> Those swords were made of... <laughs> this time we'll do ninja stars. Quarter-inch yeah. dowel at best and beer boxes. You're not going to hurt a toddler with yeah, that Yeah, that's awesome. That's actually a really good idea, though, because it is a way of, of taking something and, and creating something you new. You can make it, right? you can yeah. make like, it that's really cool. double the size. Yeah. Like, Ma- making them yourselves was cool, but that took two and a half months yeah. to make all those sorts and i'm like oh yeah i also have to write music and play a show yeah like it's uh, <laughs> anyone that's close to me will tell you in the months leading up to that if i didn't have the idea cemented long before like, and that shit's all ready to go i am an absolute basket case trying <laughs> to pull it off yeah and i should not like to do that anymore <laughs> so maybe i should <laughs> come so up cool. with the ideas sooner than later <laughs> i can work on them year round that's mm. awesome. Could be a lot of fun. Oh, uh, you were when you were talking about your different little things. Uh-huh. Uh, different little things. <laughs> oh man, geez, Disney. thanks, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, your little whatever you're up to. Different little things. <laughs> the you to your gags. Uh, so you brought up the shark thing. Uh, yes. You probably don't know about the shark at all. So have, I have no idea. So you have a. You have <laughs> Did it seem like I knew? Because I was. No, pretending. no, I know you. <laughs> so. So he's he's got a shark. Technically, there is another member of the band that is a shark puppet that it happened by accident. <laughs> so you see these beautiful pop filters on what are these under here? Fifty eights. Fifty eights. Yeah. So I use fifty seven beta live. It's a little bit yeah. brighter and oh yeah, just a little bit more cacao because there's so much low end in dance music. And apparently on stage to talk like this, anybody, no one gonna like. Apparently, no one understands what I'm saying because. <laughs> I have a deep voice, and there's something going the whole time. Yeah. So I should talk like this, but I always forget. You know. <laughs> uh, at any rate, so I tried this other mic, and then I was putting foam around it, like a pop filter thing, like that. And then I'm like, you know, I just brought these shark puppets, and they have like a little hole where you can feed them stuff. You know, like I could just put that right over the mic, and it would kind of keep some of the frequencies out of it, and it would look hilarious. And then, so I did one show with that, and then it just became like a thing. And people give me the gears if I forget it, which have happened before. They're like, "Where's the shark, man? What the hell? I want my twenty bucks." Like, like <laughs> people get seriously upset if it's not there to the point where I I do fly-ins with it. Like I bring it. <laughs> like, okay, people, checklist. People uh, want to see the chompers. Shark. The shark microphone. People want to see chompers. He's actually very chompers. Good. Yeah, chompers. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's he's pretty filthy these days. He needs a thorough decontamination, even though it's been done many times before. But he's just dirty. He's been on a lot of Rubbermaid tubs and dirty stages. Yeah, so now you know people people are sneaking up to the stage now to take pictures of your stuff. And they're like, what kind of a shark is that? That is a great oh, white. Yeah, people people awesome. want the shark. The shark went missing. The shark went missing. It was shark nap for a very brief period of time, but uh, it resulted in a very hilarious... Uh, sequence of events and me getting it back and everyone having a good laugh. That is hilarious. So, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. No, That's no awesome. hard feelings. A all shark around. napping. It's actually quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a social media sensation. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just kind of mentioned, hey, did someone grab this? And it sort of blew up and got out of my hands. And then people were like, I don't care about your stupid puppet. I might. $3,000 camera got stolen. This is stupid. And I was like, okay, this is getting way too ugly. I don't want to piss people off. I was just kind of like, did you, did you grab it? Because I kind of want it. And yeah, I'm glad it resolved in a nice way because it was getting a little 
Wasn't I saw the other side of it. I saw a whole bunch of people rallying. You fucking get Lloyd Walker's shirt back. <laughs> like, I saw that, a lot of that. That's all nice and positive, but there's also a lot of kind of like. Well, you you can yank all you the know, time with the everything. The way people chose to phrase, like. Yeah. It was all Dave I, and his I, I fake know. accounts. <laughs> Give him the shirt my, back. My fake. <laughs> Spoiler alert, yeah. I staged the whole thing. Yeah. It, was a brilliant, <laughs> it was a brilliant publicity stunt. No, I didn't. For years later, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we got material now. I, ironically, I wish I had thought of that and staged it because it was easily the most seen social media post I've ever made. Ever. It had a, a reach of like a quarter million. <laughs> That's funny. It was nuts. When I posted it, I get like a thousand maybe. It was just kind of like me with a picture of it and all this hilarious stuff that the dude had <laughs> sent along with it in this care pack. It, it was just so That's funny. That's awesome. Just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he got it back. He did get it back. Still kicking. Nailed it. Got <laughs> so what's, uh, you know, what's, I mean, life is, life is unique for each one of us. So what's kind of coming up for you? Uh, well, after the big... Uh, year and a half that shall not be mentioned <laughs> uh, the the phone's starting to ring again and i'm very 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 excited about that uh, awesome. i can't talk a lot about what's been happening uh it'll all come out in the next couple of weeks but i probably i don't know when this is going to air but uh I can't talk about it right now, but Fair there's enough. some very there's some cool news coming. That's awesome. Um, the one thing I can talk about is I made a bunch of ambient music for no reason. Awesome. Uh, that I'm playing as part of a, a big, cool three-day ambient festival in Victoria. It's like there's live outside in a park in the afternoon oh, type wicked. thing. It's free. You just show up and check out some drones. When's I'm, that? That's uh, first weekend of August. That's very cool. So, cool. yeah, li- uh Damn, I don't have the lineup in front of me right now, but uh, librarians in on there, Thomas Jerku, Hard Vision, Righteous Rainbows, Adam Shakes, there's a ton of people on it. It looks really cool. So Victoria or up north? Uh, no, just in, just in Victoria, like right in the city. Okay. And at the time, that was the only gig I had for like the last two years. So I was like, you want the ambient stuff? I'll tap dance for you. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. And uh, so I took that months and months ago, but it only just got announced. And at the time, I was still kind of like, well, I guess we're missing another summer. But then things started looking a little different. And looks like certain parts of summer might be Coming hopefully back. being pulled out of the bag right That's at the awesome. very we're end. And, uh, late, awesome. late summer this year. Yeah, some, <laughs> some exciting news to come for, for stuff like that. But awesome. it's greatly improved my mood, greatly improved my desire to, to get back at it and see my friends. I just want to see my friends, man. Like, the music part is great, but... I haven't seen like thousands of people that I'm used to seeing crazy. multiple times a year, and it's. it's so where would I need to follow to like find out this news when you can drop it? Uh, if uh, I'm the only person um, dumb enough to have the slash long walk short talk URL, so if you do that on Instagram.com/slash long walk short talk, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud. And I got a new website coming soon, but uh, the most immediate places would be Facebook and Insta. I'll be posting nice. uh, posting that stuff awesome. as soon as I'm allowed to. <laughs> That's but, so cool. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm very excited. It's got me back working late nights in the studio and just 
prepping prepping for the big returns. Yeah, most of <laughs> last year was so bleak. I was like, I don't even know if I can make party music. My heart is not in it. I can't even see my friends. Like, right? It's hard to get pumped up about making music to get pumped when it's like illegal to get pumped. The entire world is no dancing. Town yeah. of Footloose. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just I. That's why I wrote like a double album of. That's what it felt like at the time. It's what felt appropriate. As he's staring out the window with the rain drip dripping (laughs) down. You don't want to hear three analog synthesizers slowly LFOing off each other for 20 (laughs) minutes. I actually love that kind of music, but you can't rock a party with it per se. So I never really get to show that hey so. guys who wants to get ambient tonight <laughs> yeah. yeah are you ready to relax <laughs> nobody hears the tea at the end so like, damn, damn, you're ready to relax make some silence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i hope you brought your books because we're gonna silent read yeah. here we go yeah. you have someone going around the audience handing out pillows you want to take a quick nap yeah. it's totally cool i'll take you guys that bring as a your compliment. sleeping bag this guy's amazing <laughs> <laughs> you are gonna pass the fuck out i would actually be stoked if, if i was able to put <laughs> you sleep with the ambient stuff i would i'd take that as a compliment I didn't even make it past the first song last time I saw him. I was out cold. That guy brought a hammock. How did he get out of his hammock? That's awesome. I I mean, as a scattered, anxious, kind of overstimulated, over-caffeinated type person, I listen to ambient stuff all the time, Mm -hmm. especially during, like, long drives in between gigs or raves or something, because you know as soon as you get there, it's going to be... Ah, yeah. So in the eight-hour drive between cities, some like you know Eno or Stars of the Lid or video game scores, like your Skyrim score or something, is just a really nice (laughs) kind of maybe less so the chanting tracks, (laughs) talking more the nice exploration (laughs) tracks, (laughs) less so the Foos Roda. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the, the next album will be a uh, long walk, short nap. <laughs> Could very well be. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's cool to have like both sides of the spectrum on the table for like the next couple months. Like it's going to be very all over the place, mm-hmm. and it's just, stuff keeps being like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And I'm kind of up for what almost <laughs> within <laughs> within reason. I'm up for a. Just about whatever. I just like me and most of my friends. We're just hungry to get back doing the thing, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, totally. It messes there's, with your head when you. you there's can't a lot do of it. stuff coming up. Like I've been. There's a lot of rumblings. Oh, there's rumblings. Oh, there's there's so many rumblings. the little <laughs> like, sandworm yes, tremors under there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exciting well, stuff. We want to hopefully awesome. be able to capture one of your performances one day. Yeah, for That's sure. Well, uh, when uh, well, I'd love you to see the the full AV show thing when we can do the nightclub thing again. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be something in town, and if you guys want to come down, check it out. Be my guest. Let That'd me know. Be awesome. For sure. Yeah. I saw the last one at Rev Room. Amazing. Oh, yeah, thanks That's for being R- there. R M E or R I M E visuals. Uh Rim R I M. Yes. R I M. Yes. Amazing. He's been. I heard that's a tough gig. That's a tough gig to get getting a rim job. But <laughs> it's okay. We edit all of those out. No one, no one ever hears those. No, he he, uh, he endorses that kind of humor. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Cost yeah, extra. Fine. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate hey, it. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for cool. letting me chat your guys' ears off. And this this kind of is part of the. 
getting back to feeling like normal thing, oh, you know? Awesome. Like, we're talking about music again. We're talking about shows again. Thank God. It's yeah, just, it's coming. It's very exciting. So I appreciate yeah. you having me. Thank you. And if keep you us posted, it. man, because we're huge fans and we want to be able yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. Share. I, you understand. I, just, I can't say anything. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not yeah. like it's like some greasy illegal shit it's just it hasn't yeah. been announced yet yeah, yeah. I don't know. it's not like you already told us <laughs> the, off the camera the has been signed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are, there's rules with these things there are rules <laughs> throwing out awesome. fake dates right now oh, what are you talking yeah. about this day or <laughs> nothing will definitely be happening in this city at this time yeah. <laughs> like, you can't do that yeah. no that's we're excited that's gonna be great to come check you out yeah yeah, awesome. yeah hopefully uh we can we can I, I just I can't wait to see what it's going to be like. Aren't you pumped? Oh, it's right? going to be so. I think it's it's going to be different, but bedlam. better. Oh, it's going to be better. I think everybody's going to be so just like fired ah, energy wise. Right? Yeah. We're back, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think those people were already seeking energy as it is. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. They're probably quite a bit of pent up energy there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really oh yeah. I think it could every, be well, really every, cool. It could be every scary. Scene, every show. <laughs> every. I want to get Every scared genre. a little yeah. bit again. It's been a long time since I crowd surfed, so let's, <laughs> let's get back in this shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Right That's on. Awesome. Cool. Well, Tyler, give me a give me a little heads up on how to do an outro. All right. Well, you thank usually you. lead with the. This <laughs> you is should the just outro. use that. That was All it. Right, yeah. Just hard cut. <laughs> this hard cut to black. Is the outro. <laughs>